Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is good to be with you another Wednesday evening, reflecting into the life and thought of a Pope Francis. And as I do each and every Wednesday, I have Bob Cross with me. Bob, it is great to have you with me another evening. It's uh, another Wednesday evening. Here I am. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So... Bob, typically we spend seven to ten minutes talking about where Pope Francis is in the news and maybe the next 20 in his document, The Joy of the Gospel. But tonight is going to be a little different. I want to spend our whole program on where he's been in the news because something happened on Saturday that I really want to spend some time with. It's, it's one of my favorite topics, and uh, that topic is the relationship between sport and faith. Uh, so... Uh, this past Saturday, Bob, uh, youth from around Italy turned St. Peter's Square into a giant playing field as they ran relays, played basketball. I think they even performed karate, uh, ballet, and gymnastics was in there. Uh, it was essentially a day that was totally dedicated to sport. And it was kind of cool because as the Pope arrived uh, into the overflowing square, participants welcomed him as their captain. <laughs> Their, their chieftain, if you will. And as he thanked them for the honor, he said, as captain, I urge you not to block yourselves off in defense, but to come on the offense, to play together one match, our match, which is that of the gospel. In other words, he is saying that we should never be on our heels backpedaling because the transforming news of Jesus Christ should be enough, Bob, to bring us together and march forward, you know, sharing the transforming message, the good news. Uh, Pope Francis went on to tell the enthusiastic crowds there in the square, uh, sports in the community can be a great missionary tool where the church is close to every person to help them become better and to meet Jesus Christ. Uh, our Supreme Pontiff also met with Bob Italian sports figures and her testimonies from those whose lives have been impacted positively by sports. Uh, at one point, in fact, he met with members of an Italian amputee soccer team and posed for a group shot with one member's iPhone uh, going off as the th uh, theme song from the 1981 movie Chariots of Fire rang out over to the square. I mean, what a scene, Bob. I, you oh, know, that's such an iconic song. I'm yeah. sure that, that <laughs> I wish I could do my best chariots of fire here, but you know, I don't want to. I don't want to take the program in that direction. But uh, what a great moment, you know, for those people in the in the in the square to have that music coming forth at that point in time. And um, I'm trying to, as, as you're describing it, him, you know, he was the captain. Uh, it's sort of like okay, you know, you split up teams and you start choosing. It's like one team. Yeah. gets to choose, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Pope Francis as yeah. their first pick, you know, when you're selecting sides like we did as kids. But I guess he decided to be captain for everybody's yep, that's team. Right. That, that's right. That's right. He is. It's amazing. He is Papa. Yeah. He is Papa. And so collectively, uh, the Pope's remarks focused on how sports can bring about good 
in the lives of, of young people. I mean, th- this uh, gathering on Saturday was about uh, youth and sports. And so he noted that sports are like school and work in, in helping youth develop themselves and avoid addictions to drugs and alcohol. And certainly that has been a point um, that has been uh, hammered home here in the States. Uh, he said that you know, to belong to a sports team means to reject all forms of selfishness and isolation. He said sport is an opportunity to meet and be with others, to help each other, to compete in mutual esteem and grow in brotherhood. The pontiff acknowledged the beauty of team sport is found in the concept of team, that it removes the individualism that pervades our society. It's interesting. He, you talk about growing up. What was the, the player who always wanted to shoot the ball or have the ball? He was the ball hog, right? He goes, in my country, when a player plays only for himself, we call that he wants to eat the ball. You know, so he's, he's really engaged He's really engaged in this, and he's, he's certainly making his point. And he goes on to make another valuable point, not just the best, but everyone with the advantages and limitations that everyone has, indeed, focusing on the most disadvantaged, as did Jesus. Put yourselves in the game, in the search for good, in the church and in society, without fear, without courage, or with courage, excuse me, and enthusiasm. And maybe in his most salient point, I think here, Bob, that I think many of us can identify with, he says, don't content yourselves with a mediocre tie. Give the best of yourselves, spending your lives for that which is truly valuable and that which lasts forever. I mean, how can you not in that moment think of one Mr. Incredible? Right, for our listening audience out there, if you've watched <laughs> The Incredibles, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> that wonderful line, today's problem with the world is that we celebrate mediocrity. What did he just say? Don't content yourselves with a mediocre tie. The Christian faith isn't about mediocrity, Bob. It is about being the best that you can possibly be. It is about being the best version of who God is calling you to be in the gifts and talents that he has given you, and to just utilize those for what they are, give them to God, and do everything in your power to be the best uh, Joe Holcraft, Bob Cross, and, and put your name into that, into that line, and th- there you have it. You know, it's, it's funny. You don't typically hear sports and faith together all that much, but you know, as, as Pope Francis and as we're talking about this, it's it's just incredible when you really step back and those who have played sports or even those who just maybe have not played but but watch sports you recognize that it's exactly like you're saying you have to be the very best that you can be to be part of a team you have to you have to give up a little bit you have to be a little bit you know have some humility you mentioned ball hogs we used to call them gunners you know in yeah. basketball yeah. i mean that's yeah you, you wouldn't even want to pass to that guy because you know as soon as he gets the ball he's just gonna he's all for himself and he's throwing it up to the hoop yeah and, and anybody who's drawing attention to themselves, which is almost like the antithesis of Christianity, is, again, not being part of the team and not being part of sports. And so it's just really a beautiful, beautiful uh, parallel and, and, and way of comparing something that every one of us can understand. And those people in that square, those kids in that square, could very much identify with what Pope Francis was saying. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, First Corinthians 3, 5... We are co-workers in the building up of the people and kingdom of God. That's what it's about. 
Mm-hmm. And we are co-workers. We need one another. Uh, we were born into communion, and God saves us in communion, and we really need to open ourselves up to this, and this is what Pope Francis is talking about. And, you know, he closed with uh, a, a wonderful, uh, humble point, as he always does. You know, he says, hey, I need your prayers to play in this game of life, uh, and, I, and I will need them until my last dying breath. This is Pope Francis saying, hey, we are co-workers. I need your prayers if I'm going to uh, fulfill my duty as your captain, <laughs> right? right. Uh, how important is that? And it should be mentioned, too, that, you know, this is on the heels of, and it's been much publicized, you know, Pope Francis, he's, he's running that race pretty hard. Has been for the last 14, 15 months since he's been, That's right. been the Pope. And, you know, it's all over the news about how he had to take a little bit of a break this last week because he was, you know, um, indisposed yep. because of fatigue. And, you know, uh, who wouldn't be when, you know, you're out there with the schedule that he's keeping, the regimen and the, the way he's running the race. I mean, it's, it's been amazing. And so it's, it's sort of, you know, very appropriate. That's right. That, you know, this came about on the heels of the last few days of him having to take a little bit of a break. Yeah, it's, it's very timely. Here he is in the square on Saturday. Uh, talking about the things that we're talking about right now. And then Monday, he actually had to cancel some appointments because he was so tired. And in fact, he canceled some of his points on Tuesday as well because he needed uh, rest. I mean, he has said explicitly, I want you to know as your Pope that I take naps. (laughs) He said that in one of his Wednesday audiences, I take naps. You know, here's a man who needs that rest. He's 77 years old. This is a man who's in his later years of life. Bob, he needs his rest. But when we talk about rest, we're not talking about you know, him sitting down in, in front of a television you know, for three to six hours or something like that. No, he's talking about the need to just be quiet, to be still, to be in prayer, uh, maybe to go for a leisurely walk, to just rest mind and heart, to, to regather himself. Because ultimately... If you don't have that, then yeah, you will just burn out. If Pope Francis has taught us one thing, it is to appreciate our humanity. And in doing so, we'll come to discover the need for Jesus' divinity. That in that wonderful uh, union of the human and divine, we can better grasp what it means to be the best version of who we are called to be. I mean, Jesus Christ gives us, Bob, the full vision of man body and soul. And uh, we are not going to understand that if we, if we put an overemphasis on one or the other. We need to be reminded of our weakness so that we might uh, draw from the, the, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I wanted to go to some scripture verses here, uh, Bob, that really highlight this discussion as it relates to running the race. There's a number of, a number of verses, a number of uh, words to draw from. Uh, the first, I think we can go to Philippians, uh, let's see here, Philippians 3.14, where we read, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Here, Paul is certainly using this image we've already talked about to show that the life of faith is compared to a race where the prize of salvation has yet to be won since the competition is still in progress. Paul is encouraging readers to summon their energy and to charge ahead after holiness, to charge ahead, Bob, after Christ Jesus. 
we have another series of verses, Hebrews 12, verses 1 to 2. Some uh, famous verses here, huh? Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So here we have the cloud of witnesses, Bob, the heroes of biblical history that were already talked about in Hebrews chapter 11. They are pictured crowded into a stadium. I I love it. They're crowd, they're cheering us on, huh? Looking down on believers, still running the race of faith and urging them on to victory. At the finish line stands Jesus waiting for us. He is our reward. How about uh, those words, every weight? In reflecting deeper into these sets of verses, we can appreciate what Paul is trying to tell us as it relates to the race and faith, right? Just as a runner sheds whatever might restrict his movements or hamper his performance, we could say, so the believer must rid himself of every encumbrance in life that will jeopardize his chances for winning the eternal prize that Pope Francis was talking about. Run with perseverance, right? This is a marathon. It's it's not a hundred meters. Life is more like a distance race than a short sprint. That's what that verse highlights. And maybe, Bob, the most famous of all the verses comes to us in 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 to 27, where Paul is writing to the church of Corinth, and this is what he has to say. Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Well, I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I pummel my body and subdue it, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Paul comparing here the spiritual life, Bob, to athletic competition. Once again, just as training the body is a necessary part of the quest for excellence, so believers are challenged to exert great effort in the battle against selfishness through the rigorous discipline of their bodies. I mean, listen to these words. I do not box as one beating the air, but I pummel my body and subdue it, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. I mean, among so many of these words, the one that stands out for me is this need to be disciplined, this need to have a a deep sense of self-control, Bob. Say self-control really just jumped out as you were reading that. And, you know, can that really describe it any better in terms of the Christian life? Self-control, self-discipline, the ability to be able to, you know, take charge or control of our humanness and go beyond that with the discipline of someone who loves, who gives, who has humility to be able to live that life. And, you know, it's, it's interesting with, Pope Francis, uh, here he is again, speaking right out of the gospel. I mean, everywhere he goes, everywhere he appears, you hear the gospel. You don't have to look 
too hard or too far. I mean, right as, as we're discussing this, it, to, to see that this man is uh, living the joy of the gospel. That's he right. really is. Yep. You know, I was just uh, having a conversation with a young man who is training. He's going to go, uh, go into the Navy, into the uh, SEAL branch of the Navy, and he was talking about training his body. And I was taken by a number of things, to the least of which was how he is absolutely pushing himself to the limit because he knows what awaits him. And I think it's a eight to 10 week uh, push that the, in that Navy SEAL training that is just over the top, but he's pushing himself. He's pushing himself. And he knows that the more he pushes himself, the more he will uh, be able to do in these eight to 10 weeks and the better he will perform. I know many of our listeners out there uh, are following the NBA Finals and, and are fans or, of LeBron James, or maybe they don't like LeBron James. Yeah, they love him or you hate him. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I had caught the second half of the second game. Maybe the only half of the NBA I've watched all year. I don't know. But they interviewed LeBron James, and there was a point there in the third quarter where he just went off for like 14, 16 consecutive points. The, the gal who was interviewing says, you know, where did that come from? And he just kind of looks at her like... Uh, this is, I spend my life. What I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I spend my life prepping for this moment. I spend my life training myself for this moment. You know, all of you people out there, LeBron James says, uh, don't see it, but I'm in the gym for six hours uh, every day shooting that shot, this shot. I'm doing that so when it's time to perform, I can perform to the best of my ability. This is what it's about. You know, and in the Christian journey, Bob, in the spiritual life, we need to discipline our interior life. We need to discipline our spiritual life so that when we are called upon by our Lord Jesus Christ to perform some great duty, we will not hesitate to say yes, knowing that we have been prepared for this moment. And that's what it's about. And to understand that it just, it isn't one yes, but the yes that we give to God each and every day the training, the spiritual training, the prayer that we give to God each and every day. Uh, this, again, is what Pope Francis was talking about. Sure, you know, and you know, it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of us think that you can kind of turn it on or turn it off. That woman who asked LeBron James, you know, where did that come from? Or, you know, how did that, how was that possible? It's, you can't turn something like that on and off. As you mentioned, the hours in the gym, the amount of time training, um, you know, living for that moment. I mean, that's, that's what all the years and hard work uh, you know, that's the payoff, that's the dividend. And, you know, going back to the faith aspect of that, there's a reason why Paul, you know, was stressing that in Scripture, you know, and why it comes up so often in Scripture. Because if you're not living the life, the Christian life, well, then you just can't turn it on at some point in time when you feel like you need to. Because it doesn't work that way, just as it doesn't work in sports. It's, it's an everyday, it's a minute-by-minute, everyday you know, regimen, just like that. And there is a freedom in it, Bob. There is a confidence in it. I mean, oh, the yeah. more we play, you know, I grew up playing basketball. You know, I played basketball every day. And I did so because the more I played, the more confident I would be in my game. So when, when that ball was uh, lifted up in the middle of the court, I knew that I can perform and because I've spent so many hours practicing and prepping for this moment. And again, this is what LeBron James is talking about. But to take it one step further, it's really about 
confidence. It's about this freedom that we have. Why do we fail on the field or, or the court or the arena? It's because we don't have the confidence at times and we fear uh, failure. So in fearing failure, we just don't assert ourselves. And in the spiritual journey, if we are spending time with God, if we are doing the charitable acts that God calls us to do, uh, when he asks us maybe to do this thing or that thing, whether it be big or little, uh, we don't think twice about it. We just do it. Like a nature reflex. I mean, did I really love that person the way I should have, you know, that I just encountered? Did I really, you know, um, come off as rudely as I, you know, as I did, you know, when I met that person who was was asking me for directions or help. And I mean, you can go recount constantly, you're not living the faith, the many times when we're not reflexive of who we're trying to be or who we're called to be as Christians. You know, just as an athlete who isn't training, who isn't conditioning, who isn't living for that moment for the game. Um, We're the same way. We're Mm -hmm. exactly the same way in terms of, okay, well, you know, I'll turn my religion on, you know, once a week when I go go to Sunday Mass or go to Sunday service. That it doesn't work. It doesn't work because that's not who we are, mm-hmm. or who we're called to be. That might be who we are, but then it's it's not who or what Scripture, the Word of God, is asking us to be. Yeah, the word that we have not talked about yet is challenge, and we challenge ourselves with rigorous exercises so that we might meet that goal. And again, what does the word challenge mean? Provocatio to call forth, to call out. We challenge ourselves that we uh, might be that best basketball player, hockey player, whatever it may be. Paul says, pray without ceasing. This Christian gig is 24-7, 365. You cannot put it into this context. And, and I think some of us do this from time to time of, oh, yeah, it's just 9 to 5. I, I, I come home and, you know, it's time to do my other thing. No, that's not what our faith is about. I mean, think about it, Bob. The angel Gabriel comes to Mary and has this incredible message, this incredible uh, annunciation. And did Mary just sit there and say, um, let's see here. Let me think about this. She inquired, right? She quested to, to seek better understanding of what that moment was about. But what did she say? Yes. Yes. She didn't say, um... Let me see here, Gabriel. Let me get back to you in a day or two. Let me check my planner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, she just said yes. And she immediately rose and went to visit her cousin Elizabeth. She just responded. Why? Because she had this interior disposition. She was one who was caught up in all things concerning God. So (laughs) the angel Gabriel appears to Mary. Yeah, okay. Certainly, I don't want to downplayed as some something less than a great event but bob i mean she was disposed she had this interior attitude that allowed her to engage that moment for what it was because she spent her life up to that point exercising her faith you know flexing her spiritual muscles if you will and this is what it's about. She'd been training for that marathon her entire <laughs> life. That's right. <laughs> and when the angel asked her if she was ready to run, she said yes. Amen. Amen. And that this is what it's all about. I mean, model discipleship. We read that passage from Hebrews 12, uh, verses 1 and 2 we read, but that, that whole chapter is so beautiful. H- here we have these cloud of witnesses. 
you know, sacred tradition has always held these as, yes, the great Old Testament figures, but also we can see these as the saints. Cheering us on. Run the race. Persevere. Yes, I know that is a difficult circumstance that you're going through, but this is going to define you in who you are in your faith. Yes, I know that trial is going to be so difficult, but embrace it and better understand it so that you might become a better Joe, a better Bob. They are cheering us on. And I cannot help but think some of the great martyrs that we've had through the ages who have just given their lives to Jesus Christ and how in those most important moments when they said yes to Jesus Christ, there was an eruption in this heavenly stadium, you know, because they said yes. And why were they able to say yes, Bob? Because they were disposed. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful way to really think about it and, and think about, hey, you know, what can I do to try to get some applause with my next action, my next thought, my next moment, you know? And, you know, the, uh, the apostles, the saints, martyrs, they're all up there, like you said, Joe, and, mm -hmm. and they're cheering us on. Mm -hmm. so it's a wonderful way to look at it. Yeah, and it's not the human applause we're after, but the heavenly applause. Right. And because that heavenly applause is what it's all about. It means that we are doing what we need to be doing. And I dare say, Bob, as we wrap up this program uh, this evening, that when we are rooted in prayer and we go deeper in our faith and we begin to increase in our repetition of prayer, we can begin to hear in those quiet moments of our life the saints cheering us on. The more time we spend with Scripture— the more time we put the name of Jesus Christ on our lips, the more acts of charity, we will begin to hear those saints cheering us on. Pope Francis offered up uh, this past weekend a wonderful opportunity to reflect that fundamentally to be a Christian, to be a human being, is to be present to the whole person. And by being present to the whole person, soul and body will discover holiness because the whole person is being realized for who we are called to be. Let us close in prayer in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen, and God bless you. Thanks for listening to Seeds of Truth. Heard every evening, Monday through Friday at 6.30 p.m. If you'd like to hear this program or find out how you can help support Seeds of Truth, the website is joeholcraft.org.